नमस्ते जय शिवाय टुडे लेट्स टॉक अबाउट मंत्रास एक्चुअली अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल कम टू मी एंड दे थिंक दैट दे रेड दिस मंत्रा ऑन यूट्यूब और दे हर्ड दिस मंत्रा समवेयर इन द चैंटिंग्स दैट गोज ऑन इन टू द टेम्पल्स एंड देर समबडी वॉज चैंटिंग दैट मंत्रा एंड sometimes they read mantras in a particular book or there are uh, you know ved shastra and these kind of books where lot of mantras are written right and uh, so these mantras and then you read somewhere on internet you find lot of mantras these days pretty much you can google about lot of mantras and especially बीज मंत्राज यू कैन फाइंड टन ऑफ बीज मंत्राज आउट देर एंड पीपल जस्ट वॉन्ट टू चैन दैम सो माई सजेशन टू देम इज दैट यू नो इट्स इट्स नॉट एडवाइजेबल टू डू सो यू कैन नॉट जस्ट पिक अप एनी मंत्रा दैट यू लाइक इट्स नॉट अबाउट यूर लाइकिंग सो यू कैन नॉट जस्ट पिक अप एनी मंत्रा फ्रॉम द गूगल और फ्रॉम द इंटरनेट एंड start chanting it you shouldn't be doing that see if you have seen the music sheet right the way english music is written the music notations are how the notes are written in a different lines different in different way and the beats are shown to you that how many beats are there how many beats are in particular word and the next word and next word and what the rhythm is and all that so if you can read a music sheet now the mantras that are you are reading you are on the internet or uh, you are listening on the youtube they are not you are not reading them on the music sheet right what is mantra mantra is a sound is a sound signature is a sound pattern every mantra has a sound pattern right so sound patterns how can you read a sound pattern what will you make out of that how will you know at what speed it should be chanted for how long or for how short of a time duration a particular bija of a mantra or a word in a mantra should be chanted you don't know all these things right because if you read proper samved uh, one of the vedas uh, that we have then in samved you will see that it's written according to how a music sheet music is written on a music sheet so there are matras and meters you can call them and the matras are there 3 2 1 1 1 3 2 and in this way the entire mantras are written and not only just that samveda actually teaches you how to read mantras how to read read vedic sanskrit in fact and how to chant what are the chantings that can be done when you are alone means what are the mantras which are suitable for a personal sadhana and what are the mantras that are suitable for group sadhana and they can be chanted as a group of uh, spiritual people or group of people and what are the mantras that can be chanted actually from a very large group of people like a whole city or a whole village or a whole place thousands of people are chanting together what are those kind of mantras and then what kind of mantras are should actually never be chanted because they are more of a 
realization, a very subtle realization, which you can call them, you, we call them Shrutis. So some of the mantras should never be chanted using your Vaikri Vani. Using the voice that you have in your throat, you shouldn't be chanting it with that. So they are most of the time sometimes um, heard and they are realized in a different way. There is a very different purpose of each and every mantra. So this is one reason you shouldn't be reading mantras and chanting mantras based off of your googling and reading and all this. Another thing is not everybody is well versed in Sanskrit. A lot of people actually do not know any Sanskrit at all. And I am surprised to see that even the people in spiritual organizations these days, I don't want to say anything much about those gurus, but a lot of gurus have not read any Sanskrit. If you read Panini's Ashtadhyayi that he wrote, the original text, and you understand the difference between Vedic Sanskrit, classic Sanskrit, and you understand the grammar rules that it has, then you will understand how the mantras should be chanted properly. So a lot of science is involved in this. A very much proven science that how a particular sound pattern is created and when a particular sound pattern is created, then what kind of effect it has on your physical body, on your uh, pranamaya kosha, your energy body, and your uh, Manumaya Kosha, your mental body, and how does your uh, Chetna, one of the consciousness, how, was, how, how does your Chetna create a certain kind of a pattern based off of the mantra that you are chanting. So what effect it has on your entire existence? That is what is explained and it is a very deep science. So a lot of people will chant Shreem as a Shring, NG, they will add NG in the end. They forget that, you know, in Panini's Ashtadhyayi, in the Sanskrit grammar rules, the Bindu on the mantra actually does sound like NG, but only then there are rules of Sandhi. means joining two words and joining two alphabets. So in that case, if there is a vowel after a vowel, or if there is a consonant after a vowel, then the sound changes. So the correct pronunciation of a mantra is very much necessary. It's like if you are calling, uh, uh, you suppose you, the name of your dog is Rocky, and you, uh, suppose then the name of your friend is Richard, and you are calling Rocky, 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 then how can you expect that Richard will come, right? Or if you are calling mom, 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 then how will your dad respond? So it's the same thing. If you're chanting wrong, if you're pronouncing wrong, then definitely the effect is not going to come out and then you will give up on entire mantra science. And you'll start thinking, oh, mantras do not work and they are just not useful anymore. And because just because you don't understand the depth behind all these things, you don't understand the science behind everything. Just like you may understand the science behind the planets, how things are, the sunlight, the daylight and how plants grow and there's a science behind it, right? Exactly in the same way, there's a science, deep science behind mantras. And even modern science has proved a lot of things when it comes to mantras, when it comes to sound, when it comes to nada, when it comes to shabda. A lot of things science has already proved. So this is one reason that wrong pronunciation, not knowing 
how long or short any particular word should be chanted for. For example, if you are chanting Om, then should it be chanted as Aum, Aum, means chanted as Akar, Makar and Ukar, means A-U-M. Should it be chanted that way? If it is written, then should it be written as A-U-M or should it be written as just Om symbol that we have got? So these kind of things you don't know. So don't go just by reading on internet and trust me, internet is full of knowledge in a lot of cases, but how, most of the time that knowledge is very shallow. It's all half-cooked gyan everywhere, half-cooked wisdom everywhere. Until you learn to read the source text. Okay? Read Panini's Ashtadhyayi to understand Sanskrit grammar. Learn to read and chant Vedic Sanskrit. Read Samved so you understand the meters that are there. Now, even if somebody reads all this, then do you think they can chant their mantras? No. Another problem that people face is that uh, just like different people have different voice, right? In lot of people, because of shallow breathing, shallow breathing all the time, their voice is coming just from the cunt. Cunt means the voice apparatus that you have in your throat. The voice is not coming from the navel. And if the voice is not coming from the navel, then chanting has to be. Before even you chant, you need to do a lot of pranayams. Because pranayams will regulate your breath. Okay? Anulom and vilom pranayam. And there are so many, 72 different kinds of pranayams. Different pranayams have different effects on you. So when you start uh, chanting mantras, you need to make sure your breath is regulated. Means your both nostrils are working. Okay? Breath is flowing evenly and equally into both your nostrils. That's, that's another thing to pay attention to. And then another point is that the sound should be coming from your navel part. You cannot chant a mantra from the throat. It's useless. It's a mantra will take a lot of time to effect. Rather than chanting that, you just start doing a, a or you can start chanting sa, or you can start chanting oh. Sound needs to reverberate in you. Sound needs to vibrate your entire body. To reach that level, to understand that level, you need to start from, you cannot right away chant any and every Bij Mantra. So Guru is a perfect person to tell you that which mantra you should be chanting based off of how deep your sound is. Is Are you, are you just a person whose sound stays just here in the throat? Or are you a person whose sound at least reaches to the you know, rib, rib cage, or you are a person where the sound comes from navel, just two inches below the navel, that's where your ghoshkant is. So is the sound coming from there? So based off of that, Guru can tell you what kind of a musical instrument you are, and Guru can tune you accordingly. And when Guru tunes you with, you can start chanting with the Guru. Anybody who has their ghoshkant, operative or your uh, sound is coming from the navel 
then you can start chanting with them, start chanting with them and that way you learn how to tune yourself. So Guru not only gives you a mantra, okay here is your mantra, you go home and keep on chanting. I have seen people chanting mantra for 30 years. Nothing happened. Seriously. 30 years of chanting mantra, nothing happened. It should not be like that. Any spiritual sadhana must give you results in 6 months. One mantra chanting, if you are doing it authentically, seriously, then it should give you result in 6 months. But the point is to reach that 6 months period, to reach that level where your mantra chanting becomes completely perfect. That may take about a year or two. And being people these days, they don't read Sanskrit, right? And their pronunciation is very, very, very bad. And forget about reading Sanskrit. In some countries, the sound of R is very bad. And in Sanskrit, R is a main sound. <laughs> Whether you have to say Hreem or Dream or Shreem or any other mantra, it has a lot of R in it. So if you cannot pronounce R properly, the way... It is pronounced in Devanagari Lipi, it is written and the way it is pronounced in Sanskrit, it's hard for you to chant mantras. So then people ask me, how about I just listen <laughs> to them? I would say, you know, how about instead of you just watch other person eating and you don't try to eat yourself? Will that fill your stomach? Will that quench your uh, hunger? Quench your thirst? If you see other people minking and eating, will that impact on you? No. So, listening mantra is okay, but the main goal is towards chanting a mantra. However long or short it is, you should be chanting it, okay? And chanting it properly. Another thing that needs to be taken into account is while chanting, you cannot just go on chanting. And even when you do asanas, mudras, bandhas, and uh, you are doing Kriya Yoga, and you are uh, supposed, and before that, if you want to chant mantra, then your breath is very important. On which sound pattern you should be inhaling, and when you should be exhaling, or when you should be holding your breath, that is a very important factor. Why, why are we doing all these things? Why are we chanting a mantra? Why are we putting uh, our body into all kinds of 99 difficult poses and trying to do an asana or a bandha or a mudra or trying to do a kriya yoga. Why are we doing all these things? We are doing it so that you can become conscious. You can become aware. Your awareness can expand. And uh, instead of just being played by your vrittis and being in the control of your vrittis and behaving out of your emotional and psychological patterns, you should be very much aware and conscious of what you are saying, what you are thinking and what you are doing. Right? So being conscious, becoming more and more conscious, being more and more aware is the purpose of doing all these things. But if you don't know, if you lose control from your breath, it's hard to focus. Right? You can just keep on chanting a mantra and on the side you are thinking what I should be cooking tonight for the dinner, where I should be going, whom I should be calling now. Oh, I have this work and that plan next weekend and I should be doing this and that. This is all nonsense. Mantra is not working, going to work like that. If you are having 99 thoughts along with the mantra chanting, 
then you however much you say oh i chant mantra mentally no you are not chanting mantra mentally you're just mixing your mantra with all the mental noise and that is what is going on so it's it's completely useless so focus on breath is very important while chanting a mantra guru is the one who tells you on which mantra or a bija or a syllable you should actually be doing purak and then rechak and then kumbhak and how the entire rhythm should be rhythm of your breath right how your prana should be flowing so rhythm of your breath has to be taken into account where the sound is in you is it a sound just a neck deep sound or is it a sound from the rib cage or is it a sound coming from the navel chakra where the sound is in you so these things needs to be taken into account and then speed needs to be taken into account because sometimes we want to just generate a lot of energy so some mantras are like that and speed needs to be taken into account if two people are chanting together then how you synchronize so it's like managing the entire orchestra only guru knows how to a perfect person knows how to manage a symphony or an orchestra right he can just keep on moving his hands like this and the people know violin people know where to when to play violin and guitar people know when to play guitar and everybody knows what to play when and there is a symphony and a very nice music is created so guru is like that that is why a guru is needed when you talk about mantras and when you want to chant something don't read mantras from internet and start chanting everybody now a guru may tell one person to chant the same mantra at a very different speed and at a very different voice level with a different sound pattern with different uh, breathing pattern while the same mantra can be given to another person in a different way why their purpose may be different their existence may existence may have been aligned in a very different way right two people may be of the similar age even still one person has a very deep sound very different body different kind of chitta vrittis you cannot see your own chitta vrittis until your trikuti opens up until your uh, guru chakra opens up you cannot see your chitta vrittis yourself so until that happens in you you really need to find a good guru who can tell you the correct pronunciation the meter because mantras are not something that you read and you know how to say it it's like reading music sheets okay and then what kind of an instrument you are on which that music needs to be played because you see piano has three scales and guitar has different scales so a same song is played with different combination of notes and uh, at a different scale in guitar and a different scale in piano or harmonium or if you want to play the same thing on tabla then it goes in a very different way and the notes have to be played in a very different way so there is a tal there is a raga there is a rhythm and all these things needs to be taken into account along with the fact that you are you may be a guitar kind of a person other person may be a harmonium kind of a person other person may be a piano kind of a person somebody else may be a flute so everybody is a different kind of a musical instrument this body works in a very different way and everybody has a different existence and different people are trying to break different chitta vrittis using those mantra sounds so there has to be a rhythmic pattern rhythm of your breathing rhythm of your the way you say it and of course pronunciation is very important so don't read just read mantras here and there and start chanting 
it doesn't do any good to you but i would definitely say that it can do something bad to you why you start chanting bad words all day long and see what happens in 24 hours very intensely just chant one swear word 24 by 7 just for one day 24 hours very intensely just chant one bad word and you see what happens how your entire body energy becomes how your breathing becomes you, how your even your digestion will change based off of what you are chanting based off of what you keep saying every now and then so be very mindful be very careful of what you are doing and when it comes to mantras you need to find a proper guru who can tell you explain you everything i hope you understand all this and take care of these small things which have a bigger impact on your spiritual journey namaste jai shivai